with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. We are still doing these post games. Man, it is March. What day is it? I have to look at my phone because I've lost track. <laughs> I haven't introduced you yet, Zach. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's March 12th. Well, he, he blew up his own spot. I got Zach Delugio on the line. Um, Zach, we last heard from you two weeks ago. Um, what have you been up a to? A much better note. Uh, I'm good, man. You know. <laughs> You good? Yeah, this season, I think it's wearing all of us down, isn't it, on some level? It has gotten to the point where it's like, whatever was left, I'm down to like the nub. I've been been worn out, and it's like, you know, it's fine, let's let's start with this, because before we came on air, so to speak, you were like, that was a boring fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. No, and it was. It was a boring game. I mean, any, any way you could. I mean, they fought hard, and you like to see that. As yeah, but no fan. one thought they were going to win at any point in that game. There's just nobody. Uh, nobody that is that is a true statement. Um, but it's like, you know, you're looking for signs from the young guys, and there's, there were a few signs, and we'll, we'll talk about them. But, like, there's something about when you're down to these last 10, 15 games in, in a season like this where – Unless you get, like, over-the-top, like, really outstanding performances from the young guys, it all just starts to blend together into, like, yeah. of different shades of gray, you know? I suspect they feel the same way, to be honest. They yeah, kinda, but, but isn't that a good sign, though, that they're still, like, going out there and, and, and yeah, giving it something? Yeah, I definitely respect it. I mean, it's good for them. It, for me, it's this reminds me, it's not as bad as the 17-win season, but the way I feel sort of on game day is kind of the same. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch it. Like, eh. Hey, listen, man, I haven't missed the game yet this year. <laughs> Good for you. I wow. know. I mean, is that? I don't know. but it's, No, it's, it's actually really a discipline. It's a poor sign. <laughs> For for many reasons. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about this one. We'll get in, get out. Um, so the the two guys that I want to mention, um, in terms of because like like everybody, we're kind of looking for positive performances from the guys that are are or I shouldn't even say positive necessarily. Notable performances from the guys mm. that at least have a chance to not only be here next year, but maybe be here for a little bit. And I think the two that stood out, both some good, some bad tonight, were Damian Dotson and Kevin Knox. Um, let's talk about Dotson first, because Dotson, again, and we've seen this from him a lot lately, got off to a really hot start um, and ended up at, at finishing 6 for 16 from the field, did finish with 18 points, so, Ooh. you know. More points and shot attempts. That's like the bare minimum of efficiency. Um, not, yeah, yeah, not not great, but you know, whatever. It's fine. It's exactly. It's fine. Um, did have six rebounds and three assists. I, I love his rebounding so much. Um, yes. Let me ask you this, because you had a tweet about his like form, um, about how he's like when he comes off. Well, I, well, let me instead of paraphrasing you, why don't you put into to words what what you were tweeting about earlier with him? 
Yeah, so I, I think I actually tweeted it backwards, uh, ironically enough. I didn't even bother to go back and correct it. I just don't care. But uh, Nobody knows. So, okay. so the way he sets his feet, he kind of gets diagonal, right? With his, I think it's his right foot in front, and he gets – it's like a – it's pretty staggered. And that's that's fine. He Actually, I think Lonzo does the same thing, right? Just Lonzo's form is overall way worse. But he when he comes around the screens off of the right side – and he gets that pass, he's already got that angle that his feet are in. So he doesn't have to do anything. He can literally just catch and put it up. But when he's coming on the other side, his feet are just facing the wrong way. So it's it, it seems like it's a lot easier for teams to guard him going that way. You can kind of go under the screen and still recover in time because he has to reset his feet and just kind of get him the other direction, but, which is something to monitor going forward. It's not that big of a deal. I don't think anyone really thought he would be like, Kyle Korver or JJ Redick anyway coming off these screens like pulling up like that but you know it's a it's a little thing uh, overall he's gotten a lot better though honestly yeah no I I just um I'm, I'm looking up his stats right now he is um uh, on three-point field goals he's 40 percent on on wide open threes uh-huh. and on um four to uh, on open threes which are closest defender is four to six feet. He's at thirty-two percent. So um, really, a, yeah, a bit of a disparity there. I'm actually hmm. now I'm curious to look what he is on tight coverage. Wow. So he doesn't take many tightly contested threes. Um, o- only uh, about five percent of his uh, uh, fr- field goal frequency. Right. So a little under a half a three-point shot a game. But he's forty-eight percent on tightly contested wow. threes. Yeah, it's yeah that that feels like small sample. Yeah, that, it does. Both of the last two, right there. You know, that's small sample size theater. The reason I bring this up is because I think now one of the ideas that I become intrigued with is because he signed next season for such a low amount of money, under two million dollars. I think that I'm not going to get into all the salary cap machinations right now. But I think there's a significant possibility that not only is he back next year, but he is playing a significant role if oh, yeah. summer goes as the Knicks, yeah, as the Knicks want it to go. Um, my question to you is: Do you think if he was a guy that was given significantly more room to work with, which assuming that they get some other talented yeah. players here, do you think that that's going to benefit him like a lot? Or oh hell yeah, dude! I, I that's exactly what I was thinking when you were talking about this. Like, yeah, he, he's the. When you, when you look at those shooting numbers, it's obvious, right? Like, so we got to get him more open threes. And I think he'll get better, you know. He's still young. He'll get better as a shooter. He's already a really good one. You get that guy all these open threes, you get him more in the corner where he – it yes. seems like he's a yes. knockdown yes. shooter. Yes. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, people are going to be like, who's this guy, Damian Dotson? Where did he come from? And it's like he's been doing this, but just on a team where he has to kind of create his own shot more than you would like. Um he comes degree. off those those he comes off those curls like so quick, and I think he feels like I have like not even half a second to get this the, the shot off. It, yeah. it's, it feels like that's how he feels. And and when he gets in the paint, he's missing a lot of layups. Some of which are like almost uncontested or weird. I think that happened a couple of times tonight. But a lot of it's just because there, there's not very good spacing. Um, with the starting lineup, you know, and that's just that's kind of how it's been with Noah Vonley for the past two yeah, months. Because he yeah. just stopped shooting threes. I don't know what happened. No, yeah, I, I guess he was working them, but he just stopped. Um, <laughs> no, and and I don't know. Maybe he lost confidence. Maybe he feels like if he keeps shooting them, he's going to further lower uh, whatever contract he's going to get this mm-hmm. summer. By the way, um, <laughs> this is 
this is something. Um, what do you think Damian Dotson is shooting on corner threes this year, at least according to basketballreference.com? 45? Uh, try 52%. What? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, the other side of that, that coin is if you go by their numbers in terms of how many corner threes he shot, um, it says it's only a little over 10% of his, of his three-point attempts have been... Um, Right. Excuse me, corner threes or field goal attempts, I should say. Right. Um, so not many. It's um, but still, fifty-two percent on corner threes. That could be a really significant part of their offense next year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. And yeah. It's gonna. It'll be good for him. It's oh exciting. yeah. No, totally. Only only entering his third year, so that's good. Um, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Another lo- for him at least light minute total, twenty-five minutes. He was in some foul trouble that partially explains that. Ended up, um, again, in terms of efficiency, like, there have not been a whole lot of games this season where Kevin Knox ends up with significantly more points than shots taken. But Mm -hmm. tonight, 16 points, only 9 shots. Um, You know, he got his 5 rebounds. Only 1 turnover. um, Only 1 assist, too. But I kind of feel like, and again, very, very, very small sample size, the last couple games... um, Yeah. I feel like he's maybe turning a corner a little bit. What do you think? It's so hard to say, right? Because I agree with you in the sense that he's been better the last couple games. After, like, that disastrous three or four-game stretch, uh, he's been a little bit better now. But that being said, you know, he kind of does this. I don't know if it's so much turning the corner as it is just the regular ups and downs he's been having. Yeah. Um, What I do think is tonight was kind of a microcosm of both of those. Uh, in that the first half, I thought was one of the best halves he he's played. Yes. Uh, regardless of what the numbers turned out, and I know he hit a bunch of threes in the second half too, I think. But uh, I thought he was there was one play in particular where he took McDermott off the bounce and like went into him for the first time, like got into him like Moutier, how he drives through guys. And yes. Does it yes, too. yes. Yes. I remember. He the play. just went right through McDermott and got fouled, and I was like, now that. That we haven't seen all year. That's what he needs to be doing. That That's a flash. That's something new. And he's been making those cross-court passes. He made another one tonight, which, you know. You yes, know, yes, more, yes, 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 yes. He, he's been doing it a little bit. Which we didn't but, see that from him for much right, of this year, right? No, he, none of it. None of it. And I, I actually have a feeling that the coaches are, are telling him to do that for the sake of loosening up the defense. Because what happens is when he's driving – Everyone just rotates over, and they can kind of just ignore that corner shooter. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, there's no space there for him to attack. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're saying, hey, just get that ball over there a couple times. You don't even have to make a read. Everyone's doing it. Just <laughs> toss that ball to the corner and make them think a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a start, you know what I mean? And, of course, then in the second half, he went back to being a complete disaster, uh, particularly on defense, which, you know, like I said, it's going to happen. Can, can I ask you? Because again, I, you, you think this stuff better than I do. Um, I, I'm of the opinion at this point that like, I, so I'm always cautious about saying anything about rookies uh, in definitive terms because we consistently see rookies come back their second year and look almost like literally like different players. Mm. Um, the, with that caveat. I don't get the sense that Kevin Knox has it in him to have like the lateral quickness to guard 
wings in this league. Yeah, he did have a tough matchup tonight, by the way. I don't. I feel like people don't understand how good Bogdanovich is, and he's averaging like 23 points a game since oh, Oladipo went down. He's awesome, but is, isn't is he a guy that Knox should be able to stay with, or am I misreading that? Well, no, and that's what I mean is like you see him getting cooked by Bogdanovich. Like, he really had no chance. Honestly, uh, I don't think there was a single possession where I'm like, okay, that was fine. Yeah. He has trouble getting around screens. I don't think he has – uh, the foot speed. Um, That's the thing. It's the said, foot speed. These things always do change, and he's so young that a lot of it is, is, is just getting in shape and getting strong, which sometimes these guys get quicker. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I don't see it. I agree with you. I think defensively he's a four. I think they're, you can play him at three, and I think teams will play him at three, whether it's here or somewhere else. He'll play minutes at the three. But I think in an ideal lineup, when you're trying to close games – I think he's probably a four, but that, of course, in itself brings its own questions because he gets bodied in the post by literally everyone. He does, and you know, again, if we're if we're playing this scenario out, if the Knicks do end up with Durant um, this summer, I think it opens up two interesting questions: one, can they play together at the forward spots? Two, do the Knicks start a Kevin Knox in his second year? On a team that obviously, if they if they get Kevin Durant, is going to have some very different aspirations than the one mm. that this year's team had. Um, you know, well, I, I guess basically those are your two questions, and obviously we can't answer them right now. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I, think, I think they'd bring him off the bench for the record. I think, although I, I don't know, it depends what the roster looks like. Well, you know, Lance Thomas is still ready, and you know he's always he's always ready to heed the call. There, Zach. Um, I bet he's back. He's gonna be back, dude. He, they're gonna cut him, and they're gonna sign him back for the. Yeah, everyone's for the gonna be minimum. so mad, except me and you. <laughs> it's me and you over there celebrating. Oh man, yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a scary thought. I I mean, we'll see. I I I think he's gonna start next year. We'll see. Maybe maybe he ends up coming off the bench. Um. So those are the two guys that I wanted to talk about. Um, the, before I let you go, we have to mention two two names that um, and we don't have to spend more than a minute on either of them, um, but we should at least mention them. One played tonight, Emmanuel Moutier, who was the Knicks' leading scorer. Yeah, um, huh. he scored twenty one points on fourteen shots. Do you have a cogent way to explain the fact that Moutier had a stat line where you're like, oh? He had a good game. He was uh, right about the next that, best player, and then it was a weird game for you him. You watch the game, and yeah. <laughs> and he, he so for those who didn't watch the game and are listening to this, maybe there's someone out there who watched this game and was like, "Oh, Manuel Moody had a nice game." It wasn't me, and Zach, I don't think it was you either. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's no, just, it was not. It's just weird. Um, he hit a bunch of threes. That's it. He was. Th- <laughs> that's that's really what it came down to. He 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 was seven fourteen for fourteen from the field. And he happened to make three or four from downtown, um, and that made his his stat line look a, a whole lot better. Um, but again, you know, to his credit, only four assists, one turnover, but just he makes those three or four or five or six just utterly yeah, dude, maddening it's, it's plays. It's brutal. It's so brutal, especially because I've been like less hard on him. People yeah. are destroying him constantly on oh, Twitter, he, and like I get it. He gets but... more hate than Cantor got. Dude, and I yeah, think that was uh, honestly, it's, it is really close. And, and now I see what it's like to be a Cantor defender. Because <laughs> I mean, not that I defend Moutier, but it's just like, okay, guy, I, I get it. Uh, the funny, the funny thing is, 
I, today, I've been thinking, like, if you view him as a shooting guard instead of a point guard, does it change what you think about him right now? Because uh, I was thinking about that tonight. Like, okay, I mean, he's shooting better from three. He might – okay, ready for this? He might be a better shooter than Dennis Smith Jr. right now. No, that it's, but it, but that actually isn't isn't crazy. Um, he sh- I'll tell you, he's shooting the three with confidence um, on the year – he, before tonight, he went three for four. Like we said, he's at thirty-two uh, percent from downtown. Oh, I actually thought it was better. To be honest, I thought it was too. But you know, but again, they will have those those games where he has some clunkers. So yeah, yeah, I just I don't know how much you put into it. I mean, you know, his not his, much. His effective field goal percentage on the year is uh, four ninety-five, which is like that's it's like almost respectable. But. Um, yeah, yeah, it's no. just all the peripherals. <laughs> and, he and, went from and it's, the worst and, player in the NBA to like a bad NBA player, and it's That's because it. we have eyes. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, last but not least, uh, the owner of the Knicks, uh, one uh, James Dolan, gave an interview today. He said some things. Um, I know you didn't watch the whole thing. I I got home as it was like halfway done, and then I I saw the rest of the clips on Twitter. Let me just ask you this. I, like, as a Knicks fan who concentrates a lot more about what's going on on the court than what goes on off it, yeah. Do you do you care about no. the Dolan stuff? I, like, <laughs> no, yeah. you, you read my mind actually, you and that's why. But, but I think there's more. I, I genuinely think that there's more people out there like you than like the people who do care, and I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question, and it's gonna. There's no way for this not to sound insulting, but it is gonna sound insulting. But I'm gonna ask it anyway because I trust that you'll you'll roll with it. Does that make you dumb for not? Maybe. No, and, and do you like to to me? I don't care sometimes, and I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, I'm supposed to. I I I do this for like a living. Essentially, I spend so much time on this, and yeah, yet, but, but this I don't really like care almost- either. It's almost philosophical, right? Like, okay, if you, well, let's say you care and I care, what's the difference? It doesn't like, make okay, a fucking you care, difference. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? Now you know what I mean by no, saying it, that. no, like, I know exactly okay, what you we're mean. Just gonna complain and nothing's gonna change unless we find out he's signed the team. Which uh, now they're fighting about. Bill Simmons and him are, are beefing on Twitter. Like, okay, okay, I I just don't care. Like, I see the entertainment value. Uh, I'm not going to run away from it or put my head in the sand, but I really just can't bring myself to care. I don't know. You uh, you could probably search my Twitter feed. I don't know how many tweets you even find that mention Dolan. Like, he's just there. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, what what am I going to do about it? Stress myself out? It's like life. <laughs> like, James Dolan is there. Just like all kinds of bad shit in the world is just there. Yeah. So, uh, it, not to hide from it. You should acknowledge it, but I don't have to necessarily like go after it every day when he does an interview. I have to freak out about some shit he said. Uh, I, I, he said some shit. Whatever. I don't. I don't care. Um, I think <coughs> that is the perfect way to end this. Um, I will. Oh, one thing though, I did see what he said about the free agents. That was interesting. Because well, he basically guaranteed it. He basically threw down the gauntlet right there. I I heard two things. So for anybody who didn't hear the interview, he basically said he 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 said they asked him about do you think this is going to hurt um what you did with the fan? Do you think it's going to hurt the team's ability to get free agents? And he basically responded with um we hear from players and agents and people in the league all the time that players want to come here. And then they asked some kind of follow-up question and he said based on what we've been hearing, we feel very good about um, 
this summer. And then he said later in the interview, which I thought was almost more interesting, that he's like, I expect us to be very good next season. I don't know if those were his exact words, but that was mm. the implication. And then he's like, at the very least, you know, we'll be a playoff team next year. So here's what I read from that, and you tell me if you disagree. One, Perry and or Mills have essentially assured him we're going to start winning some games next year. Um, And two, I'm pretty sure they're telling him, like, we have maybe not assurances, but we're going to get somebody good. Yeah, look, all I'm saying, there's a ton of smoke around all this. It's been that way all year. This is not new. Uh, It hasn't changed my opinion, and I think you're the same way. I'm hopeful, but I'm really not going to assume it's happening until I see it. Then I'm going to go apeshit, John. I'm going to go apeshit when that happens, (laughs) if it happens. But until then, I'm staying calm. We're going to let it happen. Um... Zach, it's so fun. We always come, we always start out. We're like, we're gonna do this. Is gonna be a short pod. This team sucks. Sure. We're gonna well, be a short pod. We're we're over. We're twenty two minutes and yeah. counting. All right, let's end it. I'm tired. Um, you're tired. The season is kind of tired. Yeah. Um, we're we got to get you. I mean, we have a month left. Figure we get you back on for what one, maybe two more. Yeah, and I'll see you Friday. Oh yeah, of course. Let's, and hopefully, let, all the Knicks fans out there. Yeah, let's do. Out. Let's do a plug for that. Um, if you're in New York, or if you're not in New York and you want to drive to New York, or fly to New York, or swim to New York, or whatever the hell, um, we are drinking at John Sullivan's on Friday. It's a Knicks game watch. The Knicks play the Spurs at eight thirty. Um, I'll be there a little bit earlier than that. I'm sure other people will be there earlier than that. So come early if you want. Uh, bring cash because uh, all cash proceeds. For beer, wine, well drinks, $2 from every cash transaction is going to uh, the Garden Dreams Foundation. So we're trying to raise some money. More importantly, we're trying to get drunk. Um, Zach, I trust <laughs> that you'll be able to uh, pick up the slack where that is concerned. Yes, sir. There you go. Know that's, it. that's all we ask for. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. You are the of course, man. man. Thank you. Oh, listen, I, I can't tell you how much fun these have been this year. And, Me too. Yeah, they help. Hey, listen, they're like therapy, except for free. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yes, we'll uh, we'll see you on Friday. Hopefully, everybody out there, and we'll have another pod coming at you tomorrow with uh, a guest that I'm very excited about. I'll leave you hanging. Uh, until then, enjoy your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Get up. Yeah.